Hey, it's Zach, and I'm back with another episode of Elevate and Accelerate. And I want to continue the conversation about the story mindset and how you can be the author of your future. Look, I'm here to tell you that the reason why you keep falling into the same patterns or can't seem to get ahead in certain areas of your life or hitting a ceiling in your business or career probably has more to do with the story than with your external circumstances. You're ready to achieve greatness in your life. You're ready to, to get to the next level, to elevate your life, to, to stop the same patterns that you've been falling into. Um, whatever that is, I'm going to show you how the story mindset can help you get there. So without further ado, let's get started. You know, we all define success differently. So when I'm talking about success, especially in today's episode, I'm not really just talking about financial success or business success. I'm talking about success in whatever area of your life where you want to do better, where you know that you can do better. And so what I want you to see is that the story mindset is a framework for not only understanding our past and not only to understand how it's affecting our present and the decisions that we make, but really how it can help us to become the author of our story, where you can be in control of what your future looks like. And the reality that if you are not in control of your story, then somebody and something else is, whether that's your subconscious and your negative patterns, which is probably why you keep doing the same thing over and over again, um, or it's the naysayers in your life who are holding you back because you're believing the story that they're writing for you. The reality is, is that your future are the blank pages of a book and you can author those pages or you can let somebody else author them for you. But one way or the other, they are going to be written. So how do you be the author of your story? How do you become in control of your future? And it's by knowing the story path that you are on. Joseph Campbell talks about the hero's journey in his book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. He says that the hero's journey consists of three of these main phases that have multiple stages in them. And I'm not going to get into them, but basically the three stages are the departure where the hero receives a call where they need to leave their ordinary life and, and embark on this journey. The initiation where they go through the challenges and the obstacles and overcoming the naysayers and having to face uh, several tests, right? You think of uh, Skywalker and Yoda, um, you know, really being able to, to step into their role as the hero. And then it goes from the initiation into return, which is the third phase. And this is the road back where the journey uh, of the hero starts to go back to that ordinary world that they came from. They face a final and often life-threatening challenge that tests their transformation to make sure that they really are the person who they say that they are. And then the hero returns to their ordinary world bringing a, a gift or bringing uh, something that benefits the community, whether that's their understanding or an actual object or treasure or whatever it might be. Now, this isn't a strict template, right? But this is the hero arc and the journey that we see over and over again in many different plot lines. And so a lot of times the pitfall that we fall into is believing that our story is similar. But the pitfall here is, is that this hero's journey and the hero that we see in, uh, in the movies and in uh, pop culture is that there's always an ending, right? When, when the hero overcomes the monster, as we'll talk about in a minute, that's the end of the story. 
but your story doesn't end when you overcome the monster in your life, whatever that might be, whatever obstacles you overcome. The reality is, is that your life continues on until it doesn't anymore. Right. And some people believe that it may continue on after that, <laughs> um, whether in this world or the next. Right. And so whatever it is that you believe, the reality is, is that you are on a journey and that end, what that end looks like is really up to you. You have the power to author those blank pages. And that's what the story mindset is all about. It's not just about understanding where you've been and reframing the story of your past. It's not just about understanding the negative beliefs and setbacks of right now, but it's about understanding where you want to be in the future and then aligning your life around that. And that's what I call the quest. It's one of the seven major plot lines uh, that, that we're going to talk about today. Um, and that we're going to dive in here a little bit. And so the, the seven basic plots um, were really uh, popularized by a British author, Christopher Booker, in his book, The Seven Basic Plots, Why We Tell Stories, right? Very simple. But every major uh, narrative that we see today, blockbuster films really fall into one of these major plot lines. And that's things like overcoming the monster right? Where the hero sets out to defeat a great evil or a monstrous, uh, you know, dragon um, that's threatening society or the way of life. You know, we think of Beowulf, for example, and fighting Grendel. There's the rags to riches story, um, like Cinderella, who goes from a servant to a princess or the pursuit of happiness, right? Where he's homeless and, and a single dad who then becomes a millionaire. Um, you know, it's where this, uh, where the hero begins in a lowly state, having lost everything or just about everything, and then gradually achieves success and wealth and greatness over time. We've got the voyage and the return where the hero goes to a strange land and faces these challenges, but ultimately returns home a new person transformed like Alice in Wonderland, returning back to normal life again, status quo, but with a different perspective on that life. There's comedy, there's tragedy. There's rebirth, right? Where the hero undergoes a significant change, often a moral transformation that leads to a positive resolution. Uh, we're coming up on the holidays here at the time that I'm recording this. We've got Thanksgiving in a couple weeks, uh, Christmas following that. So we think of uh, Scrooge in uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, right? Um, a story of transformation and rebirth from a grumpy old Scrooge to a generous man who gives away his wealth um, and his time and, and joy and happiness and spreads love and cheer and all those fun things, right? The seventh plot line, the one that I believe is really the plot line that we all really should subscribe to is the quest. And this is where the protagonist, where the hero embarks on a journey to achieve a significant goal and then faces those challenges and trials along the way, period, right? Now, when we look at all these different plot lines and even look at Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, there's an end to that story. And a lot of times we draw inspiration from the movies that we see on TV or the stories that we hear of, of experts or celebrities or people who've been able to, to achieve great success in their lives from where they came from. A lot of rags to riches story there. We just did a partner. Uh, we just partnered with Lisa Nichols on a project. She has a rags to riches story, right? Uh, she was a single mom on government assistance to running a million dollar organization, um, has been on Oprah and Steve Harvey show and, and um, has, you know, 
uh, was a contributor to uh, the Chicken Soup for the Soul series and has turned her life um, into this amazing level of success as we would define it from the outside, right? Looking in like, and so we draw inspiration from that hope that that if we find ourselves in a similar situation, that we have what it takes in some way to achieve greatness in our life as well. But the pitfall of having that is, is what a lot of people who've achieved success in their life run into is that happiness isn't on the other side of achieving that level of success. Well, why not? Well, because that was just one facet. That was just one chapter of your story. And if you make that the end result, if we, if we compare our lives to the glimpses of the lives and the stories that we see in front of us, then we structure our lives around these little mini chapters, these little mini stories. But on the other side of that, we're not really driving towards an end goal, right? We don't, we're not realizing the fact that we are on an overarching narrative, this quest that we are on. And it's when we realize that our story is a quest that we see that these different obstacles that we overcome in our lives, these trials, these tribulations, these, uh, the sorrow that we feel, the grief that we're going through are all just, um, a chapter in, in our lives to this greater thing. And the influence that we have on writing our future comes when understanding that this overarching narrative that we're on is driving us towards this end goal, right? If you remember the description of what a quest is all about, it's when the hero embarks on a journey to achieve a significant goal and faces the challenges and trials along the way. A great example of this is Frodo's quest to destroy the one ring in the Lord of the Rings. I never read the books. I watched the movies, uh, guilty as charged and the movies are pretty good, right? But they're long. Um, but they end. <laughs> um, but I, what I want you to see in this is the similarities here is where the Lord of the Rings follows this quest, this journey that, that the hero is on. And there's different other mini plot lines and side quests, if you will, and side stories along the way, uh, overcoming the monster, uh, fighting the dragon, um, you know, rags to riches, the voyage and return. There's comedy, there's tragedy, there's, there's rebirth right? There's all of these different things, these, these mini narratives that fit in the overarching narrative. The difference is, is with Frodo um, and, and the Lord of the Rings story is that there is an end in mind, the journey and the significant goal, the significant goal that he set out to achieve and that, that the, the stories continue to achieve are very clear. And so all these other stories aren't the end of the plot. They're not the end of the movie, but they're the end of the chapter and the beginning of something new. The same thing is true in your life. When you have a significant goal that you want to achieve and understanding what that is, and when you can put it far out into the future, when you can understand that when I die, this is what I want my life to have been. This is the type of life that I wanted to have lived, the level of success I wanted to achieve financially, uh, the level of success that I wanted to achieve relationally, uh, what type of father, what type of mother, what type of husband, what type of friend, what type of family member, whatever it is, right? In all those areas of your life. And a lot of times what happens is, is that we become the author of our story in one facet. So we see people who are extremely successful in their careers, but they've destroyed their families in the process, right? Now, why is that? Well, probably because the, the story, the journey that they were on didn't include their family. Now, maybe there's other reasons and other things, and I'm not trying to get into that here, but, but 
I think fundamentally, or at least from a high level, we can say that they were on a mission to accomplish a particular objective. And that particular objective was what drove their life. It was what everything was. They were aligned on that singular focus and there are other people and other circumstances and other situations just didn't have the time. Now, I would imagine that that person probably didn't get married with the intention of getting divorced. Most people don't, but it ends up happening, right? But they were willing to sacrifice their family situation on the altar of their success because that was the mission that they were on to achieve that goal. And then everything aligned to in order to achieve that goal. Now, how much different would that story have been if it was, I want to achieve this level of success while also being this type of father and husband or mother and, and wife? I imagine that their story would have written, been written very differently. They would have made decisions in both life and business very differently along the way. Now, it doesn't mean they wouldn't have gotten there, but maybe it would have, maybe they would have gotten to a different place at a different time. Now, the different, now what we need to focus on here is that that future orientation of what we want our life to be like is how we can be in control of our story. And when we're not, somebody else and something else is going to be writing it for us. So we take that same person who achieved a level of success in their career, or their business at the expense of other parts of their life. Well, it's probably because there was other pitfalls, other narratives, other stories in their own life that they were telling themselves, I'm not good enough. I'll never be a good father. I'm better than my father. I'm better than my mother was. I'm better than this. Um, well, this is just the best that I can do. All these other narratives were crafting that story. And that was the story that was written for them. They didn't take control of that story. They only took control of this one. And so you have the power to take control of every area of your life in the moment that you define what that goal is, what, the, what is that significant goal in each area of your life that you want to achieve? And then you align your, your entire life around achieving those goals. That is the quest. And when you can do that, you will experience greatness. I can think of several stories of ordinary people who've done extraordinary things because they were, had a singular focus and were aligned with their values. I think particularly of a, of a movie that I just saw recently on the plane when I was flying back from Florida um, called Hacksaw Ridge, which tells the story of Desmond Doss. He was a Seventh-day Adventist who served as a combat medic during World War II. And so his story highlighted, again, in this 2016 film, was the remarkable aspect of Doss's service that was despite being a conscientious objector, he literally refused to carry a weapon in the heart of World War II, going to one of the most dangerous places, facing one of the most dangerous battles um, in Okinawa at the famous, infamous Hacksaw Ridge without ever picking up a weapon. He was able to single-handedly evacuate 75 wounded soldiers from that battlefield, lowering each one of them down a steep cliff to safety. Now, what makes this so remarkable is the fact that even for Doss to get there, he had to overcome his superiors telling him that he couldn't, uh, he couldn't make it through boot camp without holding a weapon, that they didn't want him uh, a part of, of the military, that they were going to court-martial him and send him to jail. And yet in the face of every single obstacle in front of him, he refused to, to flinch on his values. Even for a moment when his own wife was saying to him or his own potential wife was saying to him, the love of his life was saying, Hey, maybe you should just, maybe you should just cop a deal. Maybe you should just plea here and, and come home. 
right? And in the movie, they, they, they show this moment where she realized what she had said to him and then, and then, you know, kind of backed him along the way, whatever it is that you want to face, I'm here to support you too. Right. But, but he was unwavering, even in the most hardest of circumstances faced with the most serious of, of charges, he was unwilling to flinch and refused to put his hands on a rifle and then went on to receive one of the highest military decorations in the United States, the Medal of Honor, a highest decoration for bravery in the time of war without ever picking up a weapon. The first conscientious objector to ever receive this decoration. What an amazing story. Now, is that because Desmond is cut from a different fabric than the rest of us? I don't think so. I think it was because of his unwavering commitment to his principles and his bravery in that face of adversity. But the reason why he was brave in that face of adversity was because of his principles. He talks about it himself. He says, you know, when he was up there, he would, he would pray, Lord, just one more person, Lord, just one more person. Give me the strength to get one more person. And he did it over and over and over again. And so his extraordinary contribution to saving lives on the battlefield came from just an ordinary person who was unwavering in his commitment to who he was as a person. He was on a mission and he set out to achieve it. Now, that was just one chapter of his story. When he came home, he stuck to his principles. He continued on in his life, loved his wife and did the things, you know, he was a big advocate in the church and so on and so forth. Right. But that wasn't the end of his story, but it's what we remember. And it's what we can be inspired by. It's what we can look at and say, oh man, if I'm committed to my story, what type of extraordinary things could I do? I think also of someone like Rosa Parks, right? Often referred to as the mother of the civil rights movement. She played a pivotal role in the fight against racial, racial segregation in the United States, and it centers around a single act of defiance that had profound implications for the civil rights movement. Rosa Parks, an African-American seamstress, refused to give up her seat on a bus to a white passenger, as was mandated by the discriminatory Jim Crow laws of her time. Now, her peaceful act of civil disobedience aligned with her values led to her arrest and ultimately sparked the Montgomery bus boycott, which was a significant turning point in the struggle for civil rights. It led to a Supreme Court ruling in 1956, just a year later, that declared segregation on public buses unconstitutional. So Rosa Parks' courage and determination, which made her an iconic figure in the civil rights movement and inspired countless others to stand up for their rights against racial injustice, and her legacy continued on far beyond that moment and became a symbol of resistance that paved the way for future advancements and further advancements in the fight for civil rights was the testament to an ordinary person who did an extraordinary thing. And the only reason why we hear her story is because of what she was able to accomplish by sticking to her values, by believing in what she believed in and facing the most adverse of situations and, and coming out on the other side. I think of another person, uh, Thomas Edison. My, my daughter, Scout, who's seven, um, has the, the mind of an engineer in many different ways. And so she's constantly kind of inventing things and tinkering things. And, um, and she, uh, as a true first child, has a, um, a, a difficult relationship with failure. 
She wants to be the best. She always wants to succeed. She always wants to do well. And, and losing uh, is just something that she doesn't do very, very well. And so uh, my wife has had great conversations with her. Um, you know, we have conversations with her and myself as well of just uh, what it means to fail. And, and again, shaping that narrative, right? You can look at failure and tell yourself a story that you're not good enough, that you're not capable and all these other things, or you can look at that as an opportunity to grow. You can look at that as, uh, as just one more way for you to learn on how not to do something. Uh, Thomas Edison, I think is one of the most popular examples of this, where, uh, he's quoted in saying, um, you know, he found 10,000 different ways to not create the light bulb or something like that. Um, you can look it up. I don't have it in front of me, but Thomas Edison is a great example of somebody who set out on a mission to achieve an objective and failure after failure after failure, um, eventually led after numerous experiments again to him and his team identifying a filament material that could withstand the heat that was generated by electric current. And so in 1879, he successfully created a long lasting practical light bulb using a carbonized bamboo filament in a vacuum sealed glass bulb, right? So something that, that completely changed the landscape for how we do life today. His invention of the light bulb was a critical milestone in the development of electrical lighting and not only illuminated the homes and streets, but also paved the way for the establishment of the electric power systems that we still benefit from today. It was his entrepreneurial spirit, his commitment to innovation. It was his not giving up in the face of adversity and just going back at it again and again, staying aligned with his mission to find success in that area has now shaped the way that people live and work for years to come. So as we, sh as I share all these different stories of great people who have done great things in their life, I'm reminded of the fact that your greatness in your life hinges on your ability to be able to write your own story. Stephen Covey talks about this in his book of uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about uh, one of those principles being starting with the end in mind. Well, the same thing's true with their life. What do you want the end of your life to look like? What do you want people to say? What do you want to say about your life, right? What do you want to say that you achieved in this area and this area and this area and this area, not just one? And then once you have that manifesto, that, um, that rubric for how and what you want to achieve, when you've written the ending, now you can go back and fill in those blank pages of what it takes for you to get there. That is how you become the author of your own story. The problem is, is that most of us don't really take that time to understand the quest that we're on, or maybe we only understand the mini quest that we're on, but it doesn't really contribute to this main storyline. You're just focused on your financial success or you're focused on, um, you know, uh, this aspect of your life or that expert for life. Maybe you're chasing after romantic relationships and, um, and not these other areas where you could be really successful. Each and every single person has, as Dan Sullivan calls, a unique ability. Your unique life experiences, the stories that you have lived up until this point, and the experiences that you have gained give you a unique perspective on life. Like snowflakes, there is no one person who is the same. And by you understanding and embracing your past, by seeing how it's shaped your present, and by being able to write your future, you have the ability to achieve a level of success in your own life that also allows you to be able to help others be successful in their lives as well. You have the power to inspire an audience. Maybe it's not an international audience. Maybe it's not a national audience. Maybe it's not a global audience. Maybe it's not... Uh, 
you know, even within your city. But if you could impact by your decisions and by being aligned in your mission in your day-to-day life, if you could change the life of your kids, if you could change the life of your friend or a family member, wouldn't that be worth it? That's what the story mindset is all about. What I want you to see is that when you are aligned with your mission, when you can understand that you have the power to write your story, the quest that you have set out to achieve is the path in which you will achieve greatness. Again, this doesn't mean greatness just in the eyes of others. Often we define our greatness based off of the stories that others have put on us. You define what greatness is in your own eyes, and then you can set out to achieve that greatness. It's a greatness that's based on your own story, not on the stories that others are writing for you. And then you can see then that all of these other major plot lines, all of these other obstacles in your life, whether you have to overcome a monster of a bully at school or, uh, or an abusive parent or partner, whether you have nothing and are trying to find a way to, to gain financial independence, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever obstacle, whatever challenge, whatever journey that you are on, is that when you realize that you are just in a new chapter and that you have the power and can draw on the inspiration of the heroes of these other stories who have been able to achieve success in those little pockets of their life, that you too can achieve success in this pocket of your life. But realizing that it is only just a chapter in this greater narrative, the way that you find your way through this chapter and then get to write the next chapter of your life is only when you start with the end in mind. Then you will realize that the grief, the pain, the loss, the discomfort that you're feeling right now is just one part of this greater thing. And you do have the power to overcome. You do have the power to come out on the other side. You might fumble your way through this in every event along the way, but you being aligned on your mission, being aligned on that singular goal in these different areas of your life is the path to greatness. And then you, as an ordinary person, can do extraordinary things, however you might define that. And so I encourage you to sit down and write it out. What is it? What do you want your life to look like? And then have that in front of you every single day and make all of your decisions based off of that goal. It doesn't mean you can't change the ending, right? You can change the ending. You're the author of this. But when you have that ending in mind and when it is solid and when you are aligned in that mission, you will see that there's greater things for you in store for you. So I hope that this mindset, the story mindset just gives you a little bit more hope in whatever you're dealing with, but also the the encouragement to do what it takes to, to step into your greatness and understand that it all starts with understanding what you want your story to be. And then that you have the power to be the author of that story. Those blank pages are being written. You can be the one writing them. Stop letting other people or the negative narratives in your mind, write them for you. All right. Well, that's all I got for you today. Hopefully you found that helpful. Uh, if you did, please like subscribe. I've got episodes coming out for you every couple weeks here from everything from story to business mindsets, all these different things. So again, if you found this valuable, uh, like subscribe and until next time, keep elevating and accelerating. Ciao.